I'm Heather. And I'm Corey. And we like movies and talking about movies and movie trivia and just about anything related to pop culture. So welcome to Movie Shelf. In today's episode, we're talking about the Netflix movie, The Christmas Chronicles. We'll also share our 12 Days of Christmas movie picks. And we'll, of course, enjoy a side of bacon. Okay, Corey, plain and simple. Did you like it or not like it? I'm going to say it was okay. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it, it was okay. Kinda in between. You know, I'm, personally, I give it like a 6 out of 10. Okay. Well, I'll say I liked it. I was definitely entertained. So, for anyone that hasn't seen it already, it, the, the quick synopsis is that you have these this family. The father has passed away. Uh, he was killed, I think, in the line of duty. He's a fireman. And it's the first Christmas without him. The kids are kind of restless. And somehow they stumble upon Santa. And they, of course, go on an adventure with him to save Christmas. Um, and, of course, you know, perhaps they're kind of rekindling their own Christmas spirit in doing so. So it's definitely a cute, sweet movie. Yeah, I would say that as you're watching the movie, the individual scenes throughout the movie were entertaining. Uh, part of my problem with the movie is when you start thinking about the overall storyline of the movie. It kind of thrills me for a loop, and I'm like, kind of, yeah, really? So, Yeah, although um, Kurt Russell did, I think, make a really good Santa. Um, he was, you know, not your typical Santa by far, as he likes to point out. That is one of my upsides for the movie. He does portray a very cool Santa Claus, I guess yes, you say. Yes, he had great hair. And a great jacket. Um, it's like a leather red Santa jacket. And um, his sleigh was pretty snazzy looking too. Uh, but he was pretty sassy. I think I heard you mention it's almost as if, if Elvis was playing Santa Claus. Yeah, he, he definitely um, had his Elvis vibe all the way into a, while it, I thought it was a little odd, it was definitely fun, um, a musical performance in a jail cell. Um, definitely brought out his inner Elvis. Well, Santa's jailhouse rock, if you would. To some degree, yeah. Um, and those elves, though, they were pretty funky. What do you think about the, oh, the elves? Oh, that you, oh, you know that's the downside for me with this movie. Yeah, I mean, they were cute, but they were like gremlins. They were cute, but they were ultra small, ultra tiny, and they, you know, most, when you think of elves, you think of, they, they look mostly human, and these look more like gremlins. They even had tails. Can you think of another entertainment medium where elves have Tails. I personally I am cannot. not familiar with elves having tails. So, you know, they, they should be called like gnomes or They did something. have a little bit of a gnome vibe. But yeah, they, they were not elves as, as far as I'm concerned. Although they were definitely fun. They were feisty. Yeah, they were definitely fun. They were very cute, <laughs> very, very energetic. But I, I just had a problem with them being called elves. <laughs> you want them to be Santa's little gremlins? Is that what it is? <laughs> sure, in this movie, yes. <laughs> um, also, I thought it was really cool. Um, they So there's a big sleigh ride scene, um, all that it results into a crash. Um, but it's pretty dramatic and intense. Um, like There's a kiddo that falls off of the sleigh and they have to go catch her. And um, it was filmed really well. Or, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, it's all the digital work. The digital work was really great. Um, and then I got a really big kick out of the fact that, so when we initially watched this movie, we watched it when it, I think, came out um, 
from Netflix, and then we just recently rewatched it again to refresh our memory. And I, I can only assume that as people have been watching it, they've been backing up on certain scenes, one being that sleigh ride scene, uh, because as we were watching it, we saw this little pop-up that you can, you know, click in the Netflix app saying, watch that scene again, yeah. or hear that song again. Um, so that was kind of a fun added engagement piece that Netflix is doing while watching the movie. Well, so I'm sure 90% of the time is being hit by little kids while they're watching the movie. <laughs> like, oh, that was crazy. Let's see it again. But yeah, the, the betrayal of the of the sleigh ride and particularly, you know, sent us a little magic portal, I guess, as he goes through like the little space continuum. I guess it was really yeah. cool looking. It, yeah, I liked how they were showing. Although, you know, part of me kind of wondered, well, in my in my head, when you're delivering all the toys, I feel like you're kind of going in a sequential order. So having these portals doesn't fully make sense, but it is cool, and it makes. Well, of course not. I mean, if you're going from Europe to New York, you know, you don't want to spend all well, that yeah. time going over the Atlantic Ocean. But they were taking portals from state to state, so it's like I feel like that would be sequential. Well, there's lots of barren land, barren land, and, and, and undeveloped, yeah, land. undeveloped areas. <laughs> but it was definitely cool. I liked how they portrayed that. Um, and then also another thing that I think we had kind of talked about, there was a lot of, um, music puns. Um, that yes. was kind of fun. Um, you know, and it was not that they were playing music. It was just, you know, he'll literally say something like, you better watch out. Better not pout. Yeah. Don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, and then for the most part, the movie takes place in Chicago. They start in Massachusetts, but they end up in Chicago and and I think one of the producers or something like that are related to the Home Alone group, which of course is Chicago. And I it had that definite vibe to me, um, you know, all the way from some of the mischief of the kiddos that was very Home Alone ish. Yeah. Um, and then also, I you know, I don't know if we've confirmed it, but when they walked past that church, that looked just like the church that you see in Home Alone. Um, so it definitely had a bit of that vibe, which was kind of fun as well. Are you referring to the in a home alone the church where the uh, the strange neighbor is watching his granddaughter singing? Or? Yes, I okay. believe so. Um, plus, that's you know where the he goes. I think he hides in the the manger or not the manger in the nativity scene as well. I think it's all that same church. I think. Okay, been a been a while since I've actually seen that one. So. Oh, it's a classic. Yes, it is. All right. So, also as you guys might know, I do like movie quotes in a sense, and there was a. There were a couple quotes that stood out. One for me is, um, I believe Santa makes the comment that um, as they're talking about why is it so important to have Christmas spirit? Because he's concerned if he can't deliver the toys, then Christmas spirit will go, you know, down and chaos will, you know, in just, up, you know, there'll be an uprise of chaos. And so he makes the comment or makes the statement that Christmas spirit is more powerful than you can ever imagine. And I really like that line. I think that's a fun, nice line to remember during the entire Christmas season. And then and, do you want to share your favorite quote? Well, based on, on uh, going off of your little quote, he, oh. he even goes a little bit further makes reference to the you know, kids like, well, what happens if everybody doesn't get their presents? He goes, have you heard of the Dark <laughs> Ages? As, and that's the last time he, he failed you know, his little mission on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so, Corey, what was your favorite quote? Well, there was a quote. One of the the kids was trying to get Santa to do something magical with his Christmas spirit power. And he's like, hey, I'm Santa Claus, not Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) 
So it was fun to have a nice little Star Wars nod um, there. And you had one more favorite quote, I believe. I did. Well, so I really like the fact that he makes the comment that he he's trading in his eight reindeer for 400 horses. Um, <laughs> because he definitely goes on a little joyride um, in a Dodge Challenger, I think. Because they're trying to find the reindeer. Yes, they're looking for their reindeer. Um, okay, Corey. What's the verdict? I think I know the verdict. But what's the verdict? Does it make the shelf or not? Well, not only does it make not make the shelf, but it doesn't need to make the shelf since it's only a Netflix movie. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'd be pointless to go buy it. Who knows? I mean, Netflix, they don't always stay there forever and ever. And, you know, since it's a Netflix-made movie, is it even available to purchase physically on a DVD? I don't know. We don't have my, well, even, on, even on my mental figurative shelf, it doesn't necessarily make the shelf, but it's definitely fun, and I encourage everyone to check it out this season. Um, there's so many little bits that you'll enjoy. Like I said, Kurt Russell is playing a very sassy Santa, and he's very nonchalant about everything. It's a world that I guess you could say even the parents believe in Santa. Um, Because I always wonder, like, you know, when they wake up Christmas morning and presents are from Santa and the parents act like that's normal. It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there's your Santa present. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely fun. Definitely check it out this Christmas season uh, just because you'll enjoy it. So, sadly, this year, there's not a lot of Christmas movies coming out in the theaters, it seems like. Yeah, that's actually why we chose this Netflix film. Yeah. Um, This particular weekend was kind of meh for something to see in the theater. Even though Green Book does take place during Christmas. Yeah, you you can kind of consider it a Christmas movie. Definitely not a Christmas movie by any means. And we really weren't, I I really wanted to see The Grinch. Uh, but it came out way too early, because um, it came out at the beginning of November, I believe, and it hasn't gotten really strong reviews. Yeah, not, not a lot of good ratings on that one. Because I, I got really excited about hearing, you know, the, um, Benedict doing The Grinch, just because he did not sound like Benedict. We decided for this week, we'll do something a little different with our Christmas special podcast and have the 12 Days of Christmas Movie Picks. Instead of just getting two movie picks from us, you get 12 movie picks for, from us. Six so, from each. Yes, six from Corey, six from me. So, Corey, what's number one on your list? Well, let me just preface that. Some of these picks, you know, we kind of had to decide whose list they're going to go on because they're favorites yes. of both of ours. So, just oh, because yeah. it's not on our list doesn't mean that we don't like the movie by any means. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, number one on my list is a forever favorite ever since I was little and saw it in the theater for the first time. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So Christmas Vacation is pretty fun. That is a standard in my household um, growing up. And so it sounds like it was a standard for you. Oh, yes. It's it's the number one, probably my number one must see to see every Christmas season. Yeah. So one thing I think is really cool, there's a house near our neighborhood that sometimes we get to drive by. And for Christmas, they go all out and above and beyond. I mean, they just go totally overboard on their decorations. And so we always call them a Clark Griswold house. The Griswold house. Yes. Um, so it's it's so fun when a movie just kind of becomes part of your daily language. Um, so, Corey, why is Christmas Vacation on your list? Why, why does that one stand out for you? It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does there need to be another reason? <laughs> just flat out hilarious, yes. There's pretty much a joke every... Every moment. First on my list is A Muppet Christmas Carol. That one is probably my favorite version of the Christmas Carol story. 
And, um, and actually, I have my favorite line for it, because again, you know, I like movie quotes. My favorite line is, you are such an idiot. <laughs> As the, I think, Gonzo says to Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> um, it's full of great sarcasm, which is lovely. There is a, a musical aspect to it. Um, so you got to take that or leave it, you know, but it's definitely a lot of fun, a lot of wit, very clever. It's the Muppets. You got to love it. All right. What's number two for you? Number two for me is the Santa Claus. Hmm. So why is that on your list? You know, the Santa Claus, it, it, I love the way they portray the North Pole, the whole <laughs> magic that happens up there. Yes. Don't it's you just want to cool. be there? Yes. Which, you know, I guess kind of becomes ruined, you know, in the Santa Claus 3 where they try to make it, you know, this vacation spot. But yes, you want to be there in the North Pole. You want to go in that ballroom. Yeah. (laughs) I want the hot cocoa. (laughs) Ride Um, that train. I thought you were actually going to mention the, because you love the elves there, because there are these like speckled, with little speckled sparkles on their cheeks and no tails. (laughs) Yeah, at least these tails look more human than the the Christmas Chronicles. (laughs) All right, so next on my list is The Family Man. So it was a movie I saw, I actually saw it with my brother, um, but it was closer to when we were initially dating. And I think it was one of those things where, you know, when you're dating someone and you're kind of at that point where this is one route my life can go and this is another route my life can go and which one do I want? And so watching that one made me think, I want your route, Corey. You want a my route. Yes. Aww. So, but it's a really sweet movie. It's kind of, it's kind of like it's a wonderful life. You know, it's kind of that person that gets to see what his life could be if it was, you know, if he had said yes or no, you know, or did something different. Um, so it's kind of, you know, answering that big what if. So I really like it. It's Nicolas Cage, Taylor Leone, a lot of fun. So what's number three for you? Number three for me is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And, and going so through every Man. parent's nightmare of finding the most popular toy that year. And this actually reminds me of my sister. You know, she has, you know, uh, several kids. And this was the <laughs> year when, you know, there's when the popular show was out, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. And it was the year when they portrayed the White Ranger had come out that season. It was like the most powerful of the Rangers. And so it became the toy that Christmas. And she said she went through underworld and back store to store trying to get that toy for her kids. (laughs) I can only hope I did not actually ever do that to my parents. I don't think so though. Um, They, they did appreciate my lists. We were chatting about this before that they, they appreciated me leaving my Santa lists because Apparently, it gave them ideas. <laughs> um, okay, so number three for me, we kind of we already mentioned it, but Home Alone, a classic. Oh my goodness! I remember when I when it came out, my cousin, he's a few years younger than me, he was just glued to this movie, and he knew every line. So if you're watching the movie with him, he's going to be saying the entire movie. <laughs> Not only that, apparently, 
I learned later that he completely like booby trapped his own house to, you know, be just like, you know, Kevin McAllister and protect the house for, you know, any invaders. <laughs> um, so often when I think of Home Alone, I do think of my cousin um, just because I know he was just so enamored with that movie. Uh, but it's so much fun. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern uh, makes such a great little goofy duo of oh, yes, thieves. Definitely. And oh my goodness, all the, the, the things that they had to succumb to. <laughs> that darn, oh, that, that, you know, foot in the nail. Oh, or... Any other regular thief would have said, I'm going to the next house. This is not worth it. But that was, that was the house. That was the whole reason why they, they were on that street. Uh, but it was a great movie. All right. So number four for you. That would be Trapped in Paradise. <laughs> and for some of you listeners, if you're not familiar with that movie, uh, do not watch it with your kids. Not too bad. Oh, a lot of language. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it was, I thought it was only like PG-13. So, well, watch it without your kids first, and then you decide it for yourself if it's okay for them to watch. Or just common sense it, the, the website. Yes. Um, it's a it's a lot of fun. Why why do you like that one? Oh, well, you know, I, I am a Nic- little bit of a Nicolas Cage fan, yep. of course. and um, Who's also in Family Man. And Danny Harvey. You know, he has yes. a really good role in it as well. And, yeah, just the... And John Lovitz, he's just yeah. a quirk too. So yeah, just the predicament that they get in is just is just overwhelming. Yes, and <laughs> the the best line for that movie is four lefts is a circle." <laughs> so watch that, so you know what that means. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely they're the brothers. Two of them have been to prison; they're on parole, and they're just they're and they just got out, and they end up in paradise, which is just this cutest little town. And they can't seem to get out, especially when they make four lefts and stay in the town. <laughs> it's like, they try everything just to get away from this town and they can't do it. All right. So number five on my list is um, the unlikely Christmas movie. Although I think it's on just about everyone's Christmas movie list. It's definitely on my mom's. She adores this one. Die hard. <laughs> um, it is so much fun. In fact, being... Um, at my work convention this last week and walking around all day. And usually when I get back to my room, the first thing I do would be like kick off my shoes because my feet hurt. And I just kept on thinking of Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard because that was what he did. At, you know, when he got to the office, he took off the shoes and rubbed the carpet because that's what he was told to make him feel better. Even a good friend of mine at work says, Hey, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber gets thrown off a Nakatomi Tower. Yes. That one's a lot of fun. It's Alan Rickman. I don't know if... I can't remember if it was before or after... I feel like it was probably before Robin Hood. Um, but one of them was like my first introduction into the fabulous Alan Rickman. Hmm. We may have to fact check that one because I thought it came out. I, I wasn't... I'm not sure. Yeah. But they're really close together. But yeah, I was a fan of Alan Rickman. And, yeah. you know, of course, he had to, you know, snipe in... Harry Potter movie, he was great in that, but... I think he was Snape. Snape. Oh, sorry, Snape. <laughs> and he, he passed not too long ago, didn't he? Yeah. And he is, he is definitely going to be missed as an actor. Mm-hmm. He, he is awesome. All right, so Die Hard, definitely check it out. What's number six for you? Actually, it's um, number five for me. Oh, did we somehow... Oh, it is? You must have skipped one. I skipped. Oh, darn. Oh. Well, you'll have to come back. So that means, actually, Die Hard was number four for me. Ah, number four. I, I totally you skipped up my list here. So, number five for me. I'm going to start going 
old classics now for my last two. Okay. So the next one for me is Miracle on 34th Street. So why is that for you? It's probably the best movie uh, that portrays Santa could really be real. Yes. So. You know, it's not that he necessarily magically makes anything happen. Yeah, you don't see anything magically <laughs> happen. He just lets things be able to happen, it seems. Yes. And, um. But even though without anything magically happening, he was even able to convince skeptics mm-hmm. of even a Santa existing into believing in him. Yeah. So that's in itself is magical as well. You know, to liken it to our movie for this week, Christmas Chronicles, part of, I think, what he was doing was just this whole brewing of the Christmas spirit, you know, and the whole Gimbals and Macy's and working together and, you know, like, oh, well, if we don't have it, then we'll send them over there. And, and again, making everyone actually happy, you know, being helpful for Christmas, um, despite, you know, in the middle of all this commercialism. Yeah. It's interesting because you see evidence of him being sent up, but you never see any proof. Yeah. So. So definitely it's one of those things of, is he, is he not? Does it matter? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, in, at the end, you, you still wonder, but hey, that's all part of the fun of the movie. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that, you know, we often will make that our very first Christmas movie of the season. And I want to emphasize the original, not the remake, which I yes. personally think was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I can't remember if I've actually seen all of the remake, but we definitely like the original and I just keep it in its black and white form. I don't think we, I think there's like a colorized version. I wouldn't mind only a color version. <laughs> um, but it's definitely great. We use it as our first Christmas movie of the season. Because it starts on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. So, yeah. so we get to watch it like the day after Thanksgiving or even on Thanksgiving if we really want. Um, all right. So now an official number five for me would be Scrooged. A little different take of the Christmas Carol story. <laughs> this one is Bill Murray. He plays um, like this head producer of this TV station and they're putting on a Christmas Carol and he's experiencing his own visits of the three ghosts because he is a Scrooge. I have a confession to make. And <laughs> what's that? I have not seen Scrooge. <laughs> that probably wouldn't have popped up on your radar. You know, remember sheltered life for you growing up. So maybe that's something I need to check off this Christmas yeah, season. Especially we'll since it. Uh, is on your list, then uh, I would say it's definitely worth a look then. It's, to me, it's a lot of fun. Um, like I said, it's Bill Murray, and if if you like Bill Murray, if you like wacky Bill Murray, to you know, he, it's just it's fun. So definitely check it out. So what's number six for you? Number six for me is the George C. Scott A Christmas Carol. Okay. Because there's a lot of Christmas carols out there. There are. With lots of versions made in many different time periods, I guess, yeah. throughout the time. But you yeah, know, I think that version. one has always been hailed as to being. Closest to the original book. Okay. And I, to me, I think it has the most shock value when it shows the portrayal of the neediness of the world, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that in case you haven't seen mm-hmm. that version of it. It but was a little dark and it, you'll, scary. You'll, it's like, Ooh, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> All right. But yeah, I do remember that one um, being a little darker, being kind of a little scarier. Which is funny because when you hear the, the song, a Christmas song... And I think there, there's the line in the song that talks about telling ghost stories. It never clued in to me until all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're talking about like a Christmas carol because they're ghosts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so my final one, number six for me, is a true classic, A Christmas Story. It's definitely one um, that is watched probably just about 
every year. I mean, already, like, I think on TV stations, they do their own marathons of it. I think you once stayed up with my dad, like, all night, probably watching it at least three times. Yeah, I was about to say, I think your dad watches it three to five times every Christmas Eve while he's staying up till five o'clock in the morning wrapping <laughs> presents. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is, it's so fun. It's so classic. And, you know, you think everyone knows you'll shoot, shoot your eye out. Everyone knows Fragile, or Fragile, I guess is what he says. You know, fragile. <laughs> um, we were just at, you know, the, a restaurant yesterday, and they had their own version of the lamp in the restaurant. Yes. So yes, it's, it's just a staple of American cinema. So it's fun. If you haven't seen it, make sure you add it to your list. So we also did have some honorable mentions that I'm just going to kind of quickly run through. We have Gremlins, which is actually a Christmas movie. It takes place in Christmas time. The Ref. This one is probably not on most people's radar, um, but it's and it's a, it's a dark comedy. So keep that in mind if you decide to watch it. But it's a lot of fun. We have Mixed Nuts, which is a Steve Martin film, and it's got a great ensemble cast, and it has an excellent soundtrack. If you want a good all around Christmas soundtrack, that's a good one to have. Love Actually. Also a good music, but Love Actually. So this one's a British film, um, which also has Alan Rickman in it. Hmm. And um, it's a lot of fun as well. We have, although keep in mind, there are there are some scenes you may not want to watch with children. That could be another adults-only Christmas yeah, movie as well. Yeah, we, we, we discovered that. And there's the one with the couple with the interesting profession. Yes, there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, of course, there is the Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, that one just brings together two wonderful worlds for me with Halloween and Christmas. And then finally, a true classic, It's a Wonderful Life. And now it's time for a side of bacon. Mmm, bacon. (laughs) All right, so last week, or our last podcast, we asked you to come up with, or we were connecting Viggo Mortensen to Kevin Bacon. And normally, we would each come up with our own connection and reveal them on the next episode. But in talking over the week, we kind of did a full paw, and we kind of came up with a connection between the two of us, because you were bouncing questions off of me. <laughs> well, yes. With and then you bounced a question off of me. Yes, so between the two of us, we did come up with an awesome link. So we got yeah. one reveal that between the two of us. So we'll start with you because you actually came up with one starting from Vigo, as yes. I recall. So we're, our starting movie is History of Violence. So Vigo is connected to Ed Harris in A History of Violence. And then coming from that, I connected Ed Harris to Kevin Bacon in Apollo 13. Yes. So both are fabulous movies. And, but yeah, so our attempted to do a quick and dirty connection, it was just already just a quick and easy connection. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what we get for using Kevin Bacon. And I, after we came up with that connection, I did do some internet browsing and we came up with another really awesome connection, which was Kevin Bacon to Demi Moore mm-hmm. in A Few Good Men. Yes. And then Demi Moore to Viggo Mortensen in G.I. Jane. Yes. So another really Again, good, strong connection there. Both good movies. So, for this week's Side of Bacon, Corey, who's your actor? Well, I'm going to try in the future. I think I always pick an actor that was in one of the movies that we mentioned or previews mm-hmm. or whatever. So, in the Christmas movies that we've mentioned, 
I'm going to go with Jingle All the Way and pick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Interesting. So I also was in that same mindset, and I decided to go with Nicolas Cage. So we have oh, from Arnold Family Man. from okay. Family Man and Trapped in Paradise. He's all over the place. Mm, that, that, that's a pretty good separation there. That, that's going to take a little bit of thinking, I think. So We'll see. So Let's see what happens there. This week, it's we're connecting Arnold Schwarzenegger to Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. All right. So thanks for listening to Movie Shelf. If you could, click that subscribe and that share button and tell your friends and family members about us. We'll catch you next time, you guys. Bye. And we'll see you next week.